Hey, game changers and aspiring business moguls. Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Den, the podcast where we learn to turn adversity into opportunity. I'm Mo, a business enthusiast, motivational speaker, and eight-figure serial entrepreneur who has worn many hats and weathered many storms. Every success story is a tale of constant adaption, revision, and change. In each episode of the Entrepreneur's Den, you will hear tales of triumph and defeat lessons learned and how passions turn into paychecks. In other words, I don't talk the talk, but walk the walk. Sit back, buckle up, and let's dive into the exciting world of entrepreneurship. This is The Entrepreneur's Den. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Entrepreneur's Den podcast. I'm so glad that you could join me today as we nerd out over an approach to innovation and problem solving that gets me really fired up. It's called design thinking. Yep, design thinking. Now, I know that sounds a bit obscure and confusing at first blush, but give me a little time to break down the fundamentals of design thinking and why it leaves that old corporate strategic business planning process totally in the dust. Alright, to start, we need to understand that what we mean by design thinking. At its core, design thinking is a creative, collaborative and empathetic process for uncovering people's unmet needs. Plus, innovating solutions that truly satisfy the end users or the target audience. Now, I personally think of traditional corporate strategy as a very top-down analytical process. You know, like executives compelling market research reports and competitive benchmarks kind of thing. They even lock themselves away to define five-year strategic plans. There is a lot goal-setting and KPIs and all of that crazy stuff, you know. Whether design thinking is more about understanding emotions. In addition to that, generating tons of ideas, embracing wild creativity, prototyping continuously, and learning by actually doing what was planned. In other words, it kind of brings together people from across functions, strategists, designers, engineers, and, you know, even salespeople. Who I personally love the most, by the way. <laughs> you know, the reason to deeply connect with consumers, to tinkers and experiment. Ultimately, to deliver creative solutions tailored exactly to human needs. My dear audience, you got to understand that there is mounting evidence that this human-centered approach to strategy yields way, way, way better results than old-school strategic planning. Okay. Let me start breaking down some of the behind the scenes of a company leading the change with design thinking. As you know me, I love nothing more than examples. Let's look at Microsoft, for example, which makes sense because founder Bill Gates, that has been an avid champion of design thinking principles for years now. So, back in 2015, Satya Nadella took over his Microsoft CEO with a vision to inject more creativity into their strategizing. 
And to really understand not just what features customers want, but the deeper emotional jobs they're trying to get done. Instead of relying on the typical analyst reports, Nabdila actually had top executives directly engage with end users through design sessions, open office hours, and even more. So, they watched how people struggled through complicated tasks and experienced the real frustrations and anxiety of tech overload firsthand. And these up-close insights revealed so many opportunities to simplify processes plus introduce more human-centric tools. The cool thing is, it's shaped products like Teams, which keeps work communication organized and, most importantly, understanding the needs around managing complexity and information overload opened Microsoft strategies to whole new market opportunities. Like for example, they acquired LinkedIn and GitHub to expand their platform into professional networking and developer collaboration. Now, if we talk about old school business strategy, the old school strategy would have only focused on enterprise services and OS markets, but Microsoft's design thinking approach revealed all kinds of new growth opportunities. And their current trajectory shows its real paying off. Now I want you for a second, just to close your eye, assuming you're not driving for sure, yeah? <laughs> to contrast that to other legacy tech giants like Oracle, which relied more on traditional analyst-driven planning during the same period. They largely and massively missed tapping into those human needs around friendly information sharing and remote teamwork. Well, while both companies had lots of smart strategic planners, Microsoft's design thinking efforts yield way more visionary and creative growth strategies attuned to users' real wants and needs. Just goes to show the power of this one-of-a-kind methodology, right? So, another key advantage of design thinking is how it unshakles companies from organization silos and fake barriers between roles. Unlike corporate strategy, which usually happens among top executives, design thinking fosters brainstorming sessions where you might have marketers, product designers, product managers, designers and engineers all in one room, riffing off each other, using tools like sketching and storyboarding to bring cool ideas to life. Listen, this diversity of thought and cross-functional collaboration generates ideas that the old school thinking alone could never unlock. Now, I don't know about you, but I believe being in the same room builds understanding, cohesion and shared ownership for bringing concepts from the whiteboard to reality, right? Now, you might be thinking, well, Mo, this fuzzy, freewheeling approach sounds great for creative types of fast-moving startups, but, and put 100 lines under but, how does it work for big established companies selling serious enterprise products? Simple. Another favorite case study of mine that answers this question is IBM. Back in 2010, this 100-year-old tech company wasn't particularly core or forward-thinking. In fact, growth was slow. But again, the new CEO had a passion for design thinking principles and, with support from the very top, 
IBM made massive organizational changes, sending executives on design thinking boot camps. They hired design consultancy firms to inject new creative cultures and more importantly, integrating human-centered design right into the engineering process. So, with a new mainframe server, for example, rather than just making it faster and more secure on paper, designers went on sales calls, met actual mainframe engineers, and got first-hand exposure to how people configure, troubleshoot, and repair these machines in server rooms. And these designers then translated their insights into easy-to-understand dashboard interfaces with handy LED lighting concepts for cramped spaces, streamlined process for managing failovers and redundancy, and while the old IBM might have chased raw technical specs, design thinking revealed how to make mainframes and servers more intuitive for both end users and enterprise IT teams. In addition to that, the results have been staggering over $15 billion in new revenue directly tied to over 1,000 design thinking initiatives since 2010. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, the proof is right here. Whether an old giant like IBM or an OS boss like Microsoft, design thinking moves companies beyond traditional strategy in some really powerful ways. It connects strategies not just to dry market data, but deeply felt human needs. It further replaces theoretical goals and matrix with real-world experimentation and continuous learning. And it breaks down walls between experts to unlock creativity and vision across whole organizations. Now, I have really just scratched the surface here today. We could go so much deeper on specific techniques like jobs to be done, rapid concept prototyping, MVP development, and A-B testing or how leading design thinkers structure sprints, create physical environments, and even use virtual displays that are proven to stimulate creative flow, states, and so on and so forth. However, the big takeaway I want you and only you to have is that design thinking represents the future of strategy. So, now is the end of top-down theorizing and the start of creative collaborating and rapid testing with real humans in the loop. So, if you want your business to compete at the highest level in the decades ahead, must embrace empathetic, experimental, hands-on design thinking approaches. Otherwise, you risk going the way of companies that are armed with smart strategic plans, but totally unaware of. Always case scenario, unable to deliver on emerging human needs. Okay, let me pause and take a brief here. I tend to get a little overexcited about this topic because I genuinely believe design thinking can revolutionize how every organization strategizes and operates. It's not just solid business practice, but a better way to make products, services, and experiences that truly raises the quality of life for real people.
if you made it this far, congrats. And thanks for writing out my little design thinking rant. And that's a wrap, my mates. We covered a ton of ground exploring the massive business benefits of embracing design thinking over old school strategic planning. Just look at all those case studies we discussed from Microsoft to IBM. The proof is undeniable that leaning into creativity, collaboration, and above all else, deep emotional empathy with customers lead and always lead to insane success. We're talking billions in revenues champs, rocketing stock prices, and next level industry leadership. So, next time you hear executives tooting their super analytical five-year strategic plans, feel free to kinda just smile and not politely. But remember, companies actually changing the game today are taking strategy out of the boardroom and into the streets, labs, and lives of real people. They're not just chasing abstract KPIs, but unlocking unmet needs. They're not forecasting market trends, but actively building the future through visionary prototypes matched exactly to human desires. The old school guys can keep the reports and PowerPoints. As for me, I'm riding this design thinking train straight to innovation town. Now, I would love to hear your thoughts or questions. Hit me up with DM or comment here. You know, I love getting out over this game-changing methodology even more. Alternatively, you can send me a message on LinkedIn by searching my name, Mohamed El Hawari, M-O-H-A-M-E-D-E-L-H-A-W-A-I-Y. You will find a sexy guy. That would be me. <laughs> Until then, I will catch you in the next episode of Entrepreneur's Den. Thank you for joining us at the Entrepreneur's Den. Remember, you are destined for greatness, break barriers, fly high, and leave your unique mark. Enjoyed the episode today? Share your thoughts on social media and suggest future topics. Hit subscribe, share with a friend, and keep an ear out for more inspiration. I'm Mo, and I will see you next time. Until then, stay curious and keep pushing. Just know that your path to greatness starts here.